Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 302. 302. I've, I've got to start this week with a, uh, a disclaimer. So we've had, a, we've had a complaint about the number of times that we've talked about being naked uh, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, apparently Steve was listening to the, a number of the podcasts on his travels on the, on the plane and was disturbed by the images of all, us all sitting here on his couch with no clothes on. So <laughs> I, I, I won't make mention yeah, of that. I'm sorry, uh, Steve. <laughs> We won't talk about the fact we're naked anymore. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll wipe this chair down. With my butt. Which chair was it, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, with, let's, let's drink some beer. Cause... With no further ado, let's please drink some beer. Yeah. <sighs> I think that sums up for it. <laughs> Again, you can't, you, you, because this is a, uh, an audio medium rather than a visual medium... Like you can't really see it, but I think I think everyone wants this beer today. Uh, it's just like, sure. Ugh. sure. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty tired. You guys look more tired than I feel. It's mental fatigue, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Brains are frazzled. Well, I know, I know my brain's frazzled. I know I'm going to assume is as well. But... It's worse yeah. than an exhausted body, I think. Mm. An exhausted mind. You need some uh, glucose. Your brain runs exclusively on it. Mine is a combination of um, yeah, just. Busyness and uh, lack of sleep, which is um, always fun. That's a killer. Yeah. Absolute killer. 20 hour fl- of worth of flights is. Um, yay! Oh, man. I'm not one for sleeping on planes. I anyway. Can't sleep on planes. So, um, just yeah, so incidentally, I was in Costa Rica last week and I found a couple of, um, a couple of good beer bars. I was actually going to ask you when I thought about asking. Hmm. So, um, I found one American burger joint that had a stone and ballast point on fresh from the US which was perfectly solid um, and I, I actually found we found a really nice Costa Rican craft beer place that was closing down when we got there I literally they, they were, we got outside is, is that because they knew you were coming uh, <laughs> our reputation has spread far and wide no we, we turned up outside and, and we thought they were closed there were some guys sat outside it and we thought, oh, that's a shame. We're gonna, it's, it's closed early. And they said, no, no, actually, no, do you want to open up for you? And we went, oh, if you don't mind, because we just wanted a beer in the evening after, after our dinner. And they were, yeah, yeah, no problem. So they opened up the, the place for us and were saying they've actually shutting down. They're hoping to reopen somewhere else um, in the city somewhere. Uh, this was an Incassi experience. They're closing down and, and were hoping to open up again, but they just hadn't had enough people uh, who were interested in beer there, unfortunately. Um, we had a really nice selection of beers. Some I had a couple of uh, Costa Rican craft beers there, a couple, an IPA and a, a pale ale, and they were both very very pleasant, well-brewed beers. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a ceiling. If you find yourself in Costa Rica, there's a good number of places around there. Um, you should go and check out. I had some nice beer as well at a, a pub in the centre of town. Um Again, Costa Rican beers. Like I had about 10 taps worth of Costa Rican stuff. Uh, quite a lot of poppy, pale stuff. But yeah, good. Well worth checking out if you find yourself there. Anyway, on to this week's beer, which is Orbit from... Sorry, Peel from Orbit, not Orbit from Peel. Um, anyone who's come across the, the Orbit range before will spot a commonality to their naming conventions. Hmm, another, another brewery in a railway up. We just thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we've had Orbit on 
Possibly, yeah. I, I, I'd never noticed the address. I've never noticed the address though before. I just noticed mm. the, the address on the bottle. Railway Arches, two two five and two two eight. Street. Uh, so they are one of the many London breweries. They are themed around music. Uh, so is this, here, is this a tribute John to you? Yes. So uh, they all John think, Was John Peel a fan of Belgian pails? Uh, I, <laughs> I believe they describe it as an eclectic mix of uh, yeast and hops and malt character. Uh, in that sense. So they sort of named it after mm. an eclectic mix of musical range. I also think like that their their beers are kind of named after things they they love or were valuable like personal like connection to from them. So it, this is like okay. they were fans of John Peel. They were going to name a beer after him. I'm like I'm comfortable with that. I, said, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. I might be speaking out of line here, but I don't know of any brewers who have named beers after things they really hate. Except for, except, <laughs> oh no! I I'm sure I named one or two after that. Except for like you know certain causes, you know like people that have uh, made beers that are like protesting racism yeah. and sexism and stuff like that. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of them have got have named beers after things they've got no real strong feelings about. I've got a, a feeling most of Orbit's ones are named after things that they're their favourite bits of musical related things, rather than things that are just kind of. Now I look at the label looks like a record. It does, yeah. Hmm. Um, and the the bottle cap kind of follows the little theme through. Yeah, yeah, the little the, the adapter bit in the middle of the vinyl. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, they, I think they've updated. I like their new branding. I, I it's been a while since I've had it. I've it's, seen it, um, and I like that. It's a sensory experience that label. It's uh, very textured with a. Very smooth part, right in the middle. Out of curiosity, well, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned it. Well, you mentioned the vinyl thing. Where do people stand on this whole vinyl revival thing? Yeah, it's good. Me too. I'm kind of with it. In a, in as, a... as opposed to okay, so like, I, I'm I'm all for physical only in physical copies of your yeah. music, but why vinyl? Because it's because good, I, it's I, big I, art space. All my all my physical music collection, of which there is a lot. Yeah. It's all on CDs, uh, and the sound quality is far better. But you get these people that go on about, oh no, it sounds so much better on no. vinyl. It's just it's like how what the artist wanted you to hear it. Like, it's like vinyl, no, it's, no, it's not. No, no, vinyl is <laughs> lossless on a CD. No, but, Vinyl's a different animal, and if you've got a, a really good stereo and but, speakers and cables, and if you've got something really good, then vinyl can sound amazing. For me, vinyl is not about sound quality. But it's so about the ex- people make no, out. It's, it's about the yeah. experience. It's, there is a certain, it's the extra bit of ritual about ah, putting it on. Yeah, I'm understanding. It, it's, it's the actual little bit of, like, it's not like sticking a CD in a CD player in the car. It's having your record player out. It's putting your, your album on, it's put, putting the head down and playing. It's the big art cover, probably with a sleeve and stuff to it. I do love the big like, art cover. Yeah, CDs have got, got there, but nobody ever went, God, that's a gorgeous CD cover. And so the, the, hang on, that, 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 you're saying that people that bought CDs didn't appreciate the artwork. If they, they, did, if they didn't, they wouldn't have bothered doing they it. They did, but, not, but if you're <laughs> going to say which is a better, so I, better demonstration... So I, I grew up with CDs as a teenager, and mm. like a ritual, whenever I got a new CD, I would go home, I'd put it on, I'd sit down on my bed, listen to it, and I'd be flicking through the inlay. I'm, I'm not saying you wouldn't, it's like, but... It's the, same, it's the same thing, no, just it's, bigger. It's like saying, <laughs> if you're going to get... If you said to somebody, you've yeah. got a book on an e-reader, or you've got, yeah, you've got a book on an e-reader, 
but you want to buy a physical copy. Do you want to buy the, collect the paperback of that series, or do you want to have the hardback of the series? Depends how cheap it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, but thing, like, if you're a collector... Remember who you're talking to. Me. Well, yeah, uh... but you're a collector. If you're going to be collecting, you'd rather have the version that gives you the best canvas. The CD is nice, but the, the album is a bigger, present, a bigger canvas. I remember like, my dad had the, um, the Led Zeppelin album for, I think it was Houses of the Holy, maybe, which is like basically a, a building cover with like, the windows cut out the front and the, the layer inside moved. And it was like, it wasn't just a flat piece, a piece of printed card. It was, yeah. It's physical graffiti. Physical graffiti, thank you. Yes, you're right. It was, there we are. Yes, and it was like that's a that's a a thing that immediately stands out. Like, that was my memory oh. from childhood of of albums was like they're they're seeing that in my head. Also, if you remember a little while back, beginning of the three sixty era, Xbox three, there was the angle brutal legends with uh, Jack Black, and the title sequence was a love letter to vinyl. Whereas you get the front cover of the vinyl and you press start and you open the vinyl and you've got the two inlays and then you, as you scroll yeah. through the menus you're going through the gatefold and you're taking the record out and all that kind of stuff so as a full package when they open up yeah they can be appreciated like that like I, I think but I think the album is, is going back to that kind of appreciation collecting it for its own sake not yeah. about like the music it is about the thing there is, there is something different about the sound on a vinyl as well, because you see, your compact disc is lossless, and you know you can uh, digitally manipulate it so that it sounds perfect. But life has background noise, mm. and you know that comes through on the record. And I think that's I think that, the feeling. I think a lot of that is the skill of the producer, though, as well. Like mm. uh, an excellent album, not only relies on a on a great. Uh, band or a great artist but a great record producer mm. can bring out that ambience anyway like, I know there's plenty of albums that I've listened to in a digital format that they've, they've not over engineered them and taken, uh, taken away those layers they've left some of the imperfections in in the background because it adds to it mm. um, but anyway interesting I thought I'd just <laughs> I'd throw that out there and get people's opinion it's I a know, great tangent um, well, while we're on it you have a look at the type of speakers Henry, Henry Rollins uses to listen to his vinyl I think they cost 2.5 million. They are ridiculous. <laughs> They're like an audiophile super wet dream. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure vinyl, in that case, <laughs> vinyl probably does sound better. Mm. But I ain't spending 2.5 million on a set of speakers. Oh uh, man, that's why, I never, that that's why I never got into audio. All my money would be gone. Uh, <laughs> I'd be prostituting myself for sound. This is, this is also fair. Like and making no money out of that. <laughs> you do have to, yeah. Nice setups. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Return to the beers. Yeah, you've all finished yours. I'm going to. Yeah, still got some flavour notes left. Well, with it being dedicated to John Peel, I thought you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a musical <laughs> tangent. It's a so it's, tangent. Uh, <laughs> and a session is is where you feel like it should be done. Yeah. I, I, oh, for sure. Like for me, this is a, this actually is. It it fits really well because it is a session beer for me. This is one that I would happily. This almost turned into early Friday. Mm. <laughs> I, I I really like this kind of beer where you get some yeasty kind of peppery spicy flavours you get some hops you get a little bit but it's not it's not dominated by one or no, the other not, they're not overwhelming like I find those uh, some of those when they take it too far that I don't find the beer particularly refreshing whereas mm. this is and this is dry like it's not overly sweet 
it's it's very much true to its Belgian traditions. Um, I, I you can tell that I think these guys know what they had in mind with a Belgian pale, a Belgian golden beer. Like, it, it's something that you could. It's got some yeast character. It's got some hot character. Non neither dominates and overwhelms the other. It's dry. It's sessionable. It's the kind of thing you can have. You have one of and like yeah, I'll have another of these whilst I keep talking about my music, mm. and that for me fits exactly the bill of what it is. Before um, you know it, you go through five. Yeah, and I mean I've had a few beers from Orbit over the time. I do go back for more from them because I think they, although they do an eclectic mix of styles, they do. An Alt beer, for example, new, which I think is really good. They they do quite a lot of different ones, but they know the styles that they're copying. They aren't just saying, oh, I've heard of this style, or I've tried craft beer versions of it. They've been to Belgium, they've been to Germany, they've tried those beers in the way those beers are meant to be, and they understand what the beers are about when they replicate them. Um, and for me, this one, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and happily drink more from them <laughs> as I do it. It's like it's like you've almost forgotten that last sip, so you've got to try it again. Mm. This for me, like this is my thing about a great session beer. Yeah. Let's just say it's more that kind of. There's it's, so there's a level of complexity without it becoming overwhelming. <laughs> it's not it's not over intense. It slips through quite easily. Yeah, yeah. A, session, a session number of you should be able to enjoy, but not have to think too much about. But there's there's just <laughs> enough in there to make you want to go back and try it again because you don't get bored either. <laughs> oh shit! I'm run out. <laughs> Mm. So, on that note, I'm going to go first and shock everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. I think it's a beautifully balanced beer, and I'll have to drink more of it. Nine. Let's see, if you're going to shock me, you'd have gone, I'm going to go first, and after all these positive things, and give it a two. Yeah, that, yeah. that would have shocked me. <laughs> I, I thought going first might have been shocking I enough. I certainly concur. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's a, it's a great little beer. It's a, something nice to, to drink while you're shooting the, uh, the shit, so to speak, uh, which we just did while we were all drinking it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give that a... Ah, nine as well. Why not? <laughs> oh, shit. You know what this means. Call the police. It's a nine-hole round. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. <laughs> whoop, whoop. On that note... I think we should drink up and shut up. Yeah, we've all drunk up. <laughs> yeah, we it's, actually it's have good, all, We've all drained our glasses as well. It's a good sign yeah. for a beer, as you can tell. Yeah. So we're done.